It's June 20th, 2018, and this is Diz Podopolis, where we talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you'll pass asleep in dreams. In your dreams in Sunday, your rainbow will come shining through. No matter how your heart is screaming, if you keep on believing, the dreams that you wish will come true. Well, welcome to Dispodopolis. If you can believe it or not, this is our one year anniversary of doing this podcast. Yay! Yeah, we we made 100 episodes. 100 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> it would it would feel like that. It feels like 100 episodes? No. I, no. It, I wish. <laughs> you wish. Well, yeah. 10 episodes. Um 50? 12. 12. Okay. Yeah, this is our 13th. Lucky number 13. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to introduce myself. I'm Colleen. And this is my cousin, Ryan. Hi, this is cousin Ryan. <laughs> Hashtag. And my uh, daughter, Fiona. Dinosaur. Dinosaur. Okay, now you have to explain dinosaur. You can't just say dinosaur. Dinosaur. So you just said it again. Now you gotta explain it. Giggle box. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be serious. Oh, okay. You are? <laughs> For some reason, I've been having a bit of reaction to to a dinosaur thing. A dinosaur thing? Is it from the Lazy Town? Uh, well, yeah, but but we're gonna say it, it's gonna be a mention for Animal Kingdom because <laughs> because they have dinosaurs there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and lately my voice wasn't like you've had a cough for a little bit. Yeah. Yep. We're working on it. All right. Are we ready to go on to our, our question of the of the day? Yeah. Okay. Are you going to say the question for us, Fiona? Introduce it. Mm, um, you know, I'm going to let Ryan go first. Well, he needs to know the question, though. Oh. Oh. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, okay. Since, a- since, we- since April's my, birth- my birthday. And? It- and we already celebrated a bit, but not the official one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can celebrate your birthday in the parks, what will be, or what do you, or how would you wish to celebrate it? All right, Ryan, you're up. So is it like, are we, are we like limited to one park? When, like, is it just any Disney resort across the planet or? Any Disney resort. Okay, any Disney. This is a very open-ended okay, question. Sorry. <laughs> so I have to think, <laughs> oh, okay. to think very big. Well, um, it would be to get to, for me, I've never been to Tokyo Disney Sea, so I would want to go celebrate my birthday at Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, Ryan. I'm coming. <laughs> 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 I 
and that's like that's like the park I want to get to. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I don't have to do anything yeah. special or anything. Just be there. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, how would know. you normally celebrate your birthday at a park? Well, if it were stateside, I mean, I would be at Disneyland and going to Club Thirty Three, and then. Um, staying in the Disney Dream Suite, but that's just not possible. <laughs> that's just not going to happen. Um, but realistically, I would, you know, probably eat at the eat like at the Napa Rose, and then um, I would go see Fantasmic or something. That's how I'd want to celebrate it. Yeah. All right. So, if you could celebrate your birthday in any park around the world and do anything, what would you do? Okay, so you took Tokyo, which is totally awesome, because I'm just going to go with you and celebrate your birthday. Um, yes, yes. That's, uh, that's the way it sure. works, Yes, right? I agree. <laughs> that would be awesome. So, um, okay, so I'm having a hard time. I I really, see, I want, really want to go to this park because I haven't been to this side of the world in a long time. Um, but I wouldn't just spend time in the park. Like I really want to go to Disneyland Paris mm. and, but there's Paris. So you have to do Paris of too. Of course. <laughs> so I'd really want to go to, um, Disneyland Paris and do a couple days there and just check everything out. But then I have to do Paris and I have to do the Louvre and I have to do Notre Dame and you mm -hmm. know, all those beautiful, beautiful places. Okay, so going to Paris, that's my achievable can happen in the next five years. I can do that. But something that's never going to happen that I, I would like to do for my birthday. And even if I had the money, I don't know if I would do it because it's just crazy outrageous. So what I would want to do is go to uh, 21 Royal Street which is the special dining room they created connected to Walt's uh, private apartment at New Orleans. And you, you take 12 of your friends and it's only $15,000. So, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's affordable. Totally affordable. Oh my gosh. But I think it includes admission to the park. <laughs> well, that's generous. It is. It is, but that's funny. But, and then, cause you know, that's not enough, you know, for a birthday. So <laughs> I'm going to do this for my 75th birthday. How about that? It might be a little bit more though at that point. Wait, 75th? Yeah, my 75th birthday. When I turn 75. You get old. I'll be old? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going out in style, baby. I'll be old too. We'll both be old together. <laughs> yep. I'll be still young. Yeah, you'll be youngish. And then, because that's, you know, not enough. So I'm thinking uh, we should do a private tour of the park, too. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Like with one of the plaids, like a VIP one. Oh, yeah. Or Hang gotcha. out with the plaids. Yes, that's <laughs> awesome. So, you know, we'll do that. It's funny, because did you ever go, you know, they closed it down and made it waltz private apartment and built on the dining room to it but did you ever go to that space above the pirates area when it was the disney gallery yes um i did when it was the disney gallery and i have a book from there and i think mm -hmm. a poster 
cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to go in there like in junior high and stuff like that and just hang out. And it, it was funny because you could tell that this wasn't the main purpose of this space. Like it was chopped up awkwardly and there was nobody ever in there. It's so quiet. Yeah, it was. And that made it a very nice place to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked it. There's and they always... had good merchandise, too. Oh, yeah. I never bought anything. I just didn't. That's, I don't know. I didn't really buy a whole lot ever going to Disneyland. But yeah, I liked going up there. And they usually always, they had a, a nice older woman working there. <laughs> Probably, I think we always scared her going in being, you know, tweens and teens and stuff like that. But it was fun. I enjoyed going in there and taking a break. So, yeah. So for my 75th birthday, Ryan, woo, we're there. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> hopefully the food's good. Yeah, I hope so, too. <laughs> All right, Fiona. You ready? Because, you know, you just had your birthday. So this is exciting. Well, I'm thinking for a future birthday. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking about team. The Girl Scouts to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Since most of them haven't been to Disneyland. Yeah. I'm pretty I'll, sure. Yeah, most people from Texas go to Walt Disney World, I'd say. Yeah, so guess if if cost if costumes are allowed, uh, that 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 would probably be something I never done before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well you could just definitely Disney do Disney binding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could do. We could do Disney bounds. Bounding. Yeah. <laughs> Disney bound. <laughs> Doing well. Yeah. That's Just when you get in out. trouble. They make you work at the Small World. That's <laughs> <laughs> the Disney binding. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Maybe how how it will start. Like I would think I like the Kim Possible or Face of Ferb phone t mystery tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever do that, Ryan? The Did you do the Kim Possible one? No. In Epcot, I never did. <gasps> did you do the Phineas and Ferb? Uh-uh. I never oh did Oh, my ones. gosh. Yeah. But you still do that one. Yeah. They're fun. Just just without the just without the cardboard peri-diplopuses. Cardboard? No. Uh, those. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. The little... Um, with the cake cots. The, cake cots. You, yeah, you decorate them. They're fun. Now, they're a paper little... Paper cut, I meant. Paper, yeah. They're a little long because they're about 30 minutes each, and there's a lot of talk, 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 talk on the phone. So they're very thorough and almost a little too long. I think they can skim it down a bit, but they're a lot of fun to do. And maybe, I think... I think it's... I think it's gonna... I think this is gonna be like a mystery tour, like scavenger hunt. Mm -hmm. Like, like, like you know, like it looks like in the in the Kingdom Keepers books, they're trying to solve like mysteries. Yes. If you read any of the books, we've read one. Well, yeah. We went through one. Yeah, I've read the first one. And when it will end up at at Main Street to the Crystal Palace, surprise! No one has forgotten my birthday. <laughs> and I think maybe I could do some like. Mad tea party, mad tea party fiend, and maybe maybe I could put some, maybe some characters will be available, mm -hmm. or maybe for extras I could probably teach the troop how to draw a how like a draw draw a 
draw a character at California Adventure. Oh, that'd be fun. That's a cute idea. Yeah, and I'm very I I have like stump ideas for a cake. Oh yeah. Well, we did talk about like a mad tea party themed cake. Yeah. That would be fun. I like I love Alice in Wonderland. Well, yeah. Yeah, and the whole Main Street really fits well into the Alice theme because it's it's sort of the same period of time. Mm-hmm. Victorian. Victorian mm-hmm. That very, very, very long Victorian era that we had. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who doesn't like things that take place in England? I don't know. <laughs> They're fun. <laughs> they have lots of fun tales out of England. All right. So that would be my possible choice. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good choice. That'll be fun. But for my wish to do mm-hmm. choice. Like not, crazy wish? Kind of. Kind of. I'm not okay. totally sure if it's gonna super not totally sure if it's gonna surprise most of the little ones. So my wish to do for a birthday party is celebrating Earth Day with Jimmy Cricket. That's awesome. I like it. How are we going to do this? Since we just said April's the start of the start of my birthday. Uh-huh. Day and and 22nd is is Earth Day. Yeah, and April 21st is your birthday. Yeah. Yeah, so I I would say it will, it will start uh n- nighttime okay. on April 21st. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm getting like I'm feeling like the mood of like the Disney beach beach resources. The one we went to in Hilton Head. Yeah, Hilt the Hilton mm-hmm. Heads. It kind of looked like a campground, huh? Like a cabin, nice, nice, really nice, nice family campground. <laughs> and, I guess, and I guess you you're definitely into the s'mores, mom. Oh well, yeah. If you go camping, you have to have s'mores, huh, Ryan? Absolutely. I guess we're doing we're doing some copy some copycat some copycat from the resources too. Okay. Doing like for next next day. In the on the twenty second after the twenty first. Yeah. Okay. What are we gonna do? Okay. Uh, yeah, so about this wild Africa Turk. Trek. Trek. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mom. Yes? About it. Oh, you'd like me to talk about it. I can do that, huh? Yeah. So, um, the wild Africa Trek, uh, something we can do in the morning when we woke up in the park. Yeah. Uh, we do this in the morning, and this is a lot of fun. Jeff, my husband, and I did this about, I don't know if it's six or seven years ago. It was the first year they came out with it. And I did it, I kind of did this as an early birthday present for him. And it was the first month, and so they were actually doing a deal where it was $75 a person. And I just looked this up, and now it runs $190 to $250 a person. Wow. (laughs) I'm not going to be doing this again anytime soon. (laughs) 
Um, but it's really cool because it's kind of, it, you know, it, it runs the same track as the um, safari there. What do they call that? The Kilimanjaro Safari? Yeah, the Kilimanjaro Safari. Mm-hmm. And but you go to special, you kind of do some special stops at the hippo pole where you get to go out and walk and they hook you into a harness and you're you're in the hippo enclosure, but you're up really high and so you're really safe. And they do this um, again in the crocodile area. And then there's um, what's supposed to look like a dilapidated bridge, uh, rope bridge, uh, but of course, extremely safe. <laughs> you walk across over the crocodile pool and then they slowly drive you through uh, the open plains area on the, after the Kilimanjaro Safari area and you go in a diff- kind of a different route than you do on the traditional ro- attraction and you land up it's in a raised uh, platform area with um, a thatched roof and they have these amazing odors that are you know inspired by African and Asian cuisine and they're quite tasty and my husband's not as experimental with food as I am but he enjoyed all of them so they're really um, mild adventures into inspired African and Asian cuisine <laughs> I think we're gonna hire some, some sitters for like Elias and, and Adia because <laughs> <laughs> like a mid for tweens to adults. Well, Amy, I think Amy can go. Okay, then Elias. Left. We'll we'll leave Elias at home. No. Oh. With with a sitter. Oh, he gets okay with a sitter. Yeah, he's eight. Eight is kind of young to go on this. I think they allow eight-year-olds on this, but I think someone would really enjoy this probably 12 and up. I mean, an eight-year-old would enjoy it, but with the price point and everything, I go 12 and up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and for a special occasion. But it's fun. I, I highly recommend it if it's in your budget. Definitely. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. For, it was the best 75 bucks I ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've gone through the wild African trek. What are we doing after that? Well... Well, technically, about about eventually, Jim Cricket is is the icon of Earth Day. Uh huh. Yeah. But we gonna spend some time with him. Yeah, like and pretty much like like at like the Hilt the Hilton hotels where where they have Pluto. It, it would be it would be Jimny because mm-hmm. I I just I just realized. That he, he usually he usually comes out every Earth Day at at Animal Kingdom. That's cool. Because I know, yeah, I know. I'm kind of in the mood of of characters we haven't like seen in a while. I like and, that. And and for like and I guess for like some projects there there could be paintings or well there could be something to do with. Recycling, importantly, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said something about like, like making a landmark of like sculpture recycling materials. Doing a fun recycling art installation, which is a sculpture that we can put into the Animal Kingdom Park, and it becomes part of the landscape as part of the Earth Day slash Fiona's birthday extravaganza. 
Yeah. Featuring your your character. Your character? Yeah, like it just it just it just feels so so perfect. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, it does. Cause they kinda use him in all the recycling. Yeah, which which makes makes us to still see him in, in the parks a bit. Uh-huh. Yep. He's mm. on every single trash can. <laughs> Except Disney World Except and, and other parks. Yeah. Oh, is it just in Disneyland he's all over the place? Yeah. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, and I'm thinking about, I can just, like, imagine that, that land, that, like, tiny dot on, like, Animal Kingdom or our, our like, our Earth map. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking about nearing doing with, like, the family or also a Girl Scout thing and I, I hope they won't mind to see to see male characters oh I don't think they'll mind at all yeah we were having some struggles with with this because I have been listening to silly thoughts from students at, at class oh that we're talking about doing Mickey Mouse no <laughs> um That's one of my so that's one of my wish dreams for my heart to make for my heart to make to come true. For your birthday? Yeah. That's a pretty good one. I like it. Yeah, that's absolutely spectacular. It's quite involved. Very intricate. So so mom, anything else to say? I don't know. I've said I think we've said a lot. I think those are some pretty I think yours are the best though. I, I guess I may, be, I may be number one. Well, yeah, you got scavenger hunts leading to a, a dinner place for dinner. You've got like a whole camp theme Earth Day at Animal Kingdom. That's quite spectacular. Yeah. I didn't expect for this to be like, I was expecting for you to be the winner. Oh. <laughs> Ours aren't as well thought through as yours are. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for making... Making me fall out. Yep, yep. Well, see, yeah, we learned something tonight. We learned how we sit down, we write on paper, and we plan, right? I ignore what other people say and yes. don't don't be like profesh- professional broadcasters. You don't have to be like professional broadcasters who actually record for free for for free hours, but end up with one hour. <laughs> I think we've done a good job. Okay. Yep. Are we good? I'm good. Yeah. We did it. So sometimes when we're recording um, with Fiona, as you all know, she has autism. Uh, A session like the last segment that we recorded can take up to two and a half hours to record. And we basically get about 20 minutes of what you guys hear. So sometimes Ryan and I, to give her a break, we let her take a break out in another room. And sometimes we have long conversations. So here's just a little fraction of something that we started talking about. Oh, so I was looking up, you know, because we're going in August um, to Walt Disney World, and I was looking up 
um, magic morning hours for the Magic Kingdom because we're going to be staying in the Contemporary and uh, the Grand Floridian for, I think it's about five nights combined. And so they have this new theme this summer, <laughs> the Magic Kingdom, where you can pay, I believe it's $70 for adults and $60 for kids. You can do Fantasyland for um, or a extra hour in the morning. Oh yeah. And I'm like, holy mackerel! <laughs> yeah. Jeez. That's a lot for an hour. Yeah, it is a lot. It includes breakfast, but still, it's still yeah. a lot. It's a lot for an hour and just breakfast. Mm-hmm. All you care to eat, and I'm like, I'm I'm not a big breakfast person, so that's not going to go real far. If you were if you were there and you were only going to the Magic Kingdom one day, oh yeah, it might be worth it. Might be it might be maybe worth it. I don't know. Yeah, I I I'm have no intentions of ever doing that. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you could get almost you could get most of Fantasyland done. In that yeah. period of time. I guess it's it, just not that important to me. And the breakfast comes, you can go eat your breakfast after people start going in. Can you? Yeah, it's like it's like until like 10 or 11, something like that. The breakfast, it's a buffet okay. breakfast until like All 10 right. or 11. So you probably would hate it because it's a buffet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. You're like, mm, <laughs> never doing that. I looked at it. I was like, hmm, that would be that would be awful. Now, the one that I would like to do there is when they have like the exclusive nighttime hours that you pay extra for it. You pay okay. like 80 or 90 dollars for it. It's more maybe, than an hour, though, right? Maybe 100. No, it's like three hours. OK, that's that's a little more feasible. Yeah. And you can get in. I, I think it's one of those like you can start like at seven too, and then you can also stay late. Oh, got you. Like so, you she, get in at seven. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I don't think you have to have a. You don't have to have a park ticket to go with it. Okay, kind of like so a, the Halloween or the dis, or the Christmas party. Yeah, so it's not in addition to your park ticket like the okay. other one is. This one is. It was, it was at least. Um, this past year and last year, um, you just pay that and that gets you in like the Halloween party. Okay. Which I think would be totally worth it. Yeah, I've heard of, I've heard a couple of people talking about it and, and the lines were pretty reasonably short. If you want to do that, like and enjoy that time, I could see that. Yeah, I could do it. I mean, I think that would be fun. Uh-huh. And it also included like popcorn and Woo-hoo. mickey bars and all the all the bottled soda and water really yeah huh all right. i know I was, I was like so it's like snacks and the late so i was like oh that's actually not awful uh-huh i could turn that into dinner yeah <laughs> right i mean you know i could have a small dinner and then snack my way through the rest of the night oh no i'm just snacking through the night <laughs> <laughs> you snack your way through the night <laughs> I need some protein somewhere. I guess the oh. Mickey bar would have protein in it. Sure, it does. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Do we get, a bit, get frozen banana with the nuts on it? The nuts are oh, protein, right? That would be awesome, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But I think that would be totally, I think that would be fun. 
Yeah, yeah. I have heard positive things about that, so I could I could see that. That would be bad. I think it'd be fun to do that with, like, uh, Michael, you and Jeff, you know, just kind of, like... Oh, yeah. Because, like, and, like, because, like, yeah, you know, with the Halloween party, it's still pretty crowded. Although the lines it aren't is. long, but uh, it's, yeah. still, it's still it's fairly crowded. This one is, like, the park's almost empty. Yeah, and I'm wondering if that's intentional or they just weren't selling a lot. No, it's intentional. They sold out. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, they'd always sell out. They sold every single one out um, between January and the beginning of March. Okay. I he, think. I think I think everyone sold out. Okay. So it's intentional. Okay. So I guess if they don't, because it's shorter than the Halloween party and they're not providing like the special parade and um, fireworks show, right. I guess that's why they're they're balancing out smaller crowds that way. Yeah. And they don't have all that, like the, all the restaurants are closed. Oh, okay. Um, and then most of the concessions are closed. They only have okay. like the free, only the free ones are open. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, and I, I don't know if they have any of the shops open either. Okay. So you're really cutting down on your staff, which is necessary. Yeah. So like it cuts down on a ton of staff right there. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So then you're just keeping the attractions going for a few hours. And I mean, if you, if you had just a few thousand people, the park would feel empty. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had like, you know, 3000 people do it, you know, at a hundred dollars, you're looking at like, what, what is that? $30,000. Okay. Is that enough? (laughs) I don't know. That doesn't seem like enough. But I would I think so. Yeah. I but I don't know what they do for those private parties either, like how that works. They're somewhere around there. Okay. Now we're gonna go way out west for a little patch of heaven. up with the end of the sky it's left in nebraska and over a crest on a little patch of heaven way out west everything's green well tonight on dispodopolis we're going to talk about one of our favorite subjects and i think we even mentioned him in our first dispodopolis we are going to talk about bob gurr and yay bob gurr (laughs) And one of the reasons we're going to talk about him tonight is last summer, uh, Cousin Ryan, Ryan got to do the Walt Land um, bus tour with him. I did. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm totally jealous, too. (laughs) I didn't get to go. (laughs) Totally jealous. But uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about it because it looks like he just does this in June, July, August, and September. So it's coming up. And which one did you do last year? Which month did you do? July. July and one? It, okay. Yeah, and it was right around um, the same time that Disneyland was having their, you know, their uh, anniversary date. And, ah. Yeah, and D23 was happening. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
So and that the, those tours kind of coincide with the day that the Walt Barnes opened. Yes. And so they always have to uh, be careful on which dates to set because I always want to go by the barn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been to the barn, but it's been it's been a while. It's probably been a good seven years. Oh, OK. Yeah. And I mean, it was I'm sure they have more out there now, but they also did you go to the um, the other section where they had the little train you could ride? I did not. OK. That's what we did. So we um, went to the other section and kind of like lifted Elias up a little bit. <laughs> she had to be a certain height. And we're like, oh, look. I, think, I can't remember. He was like, oh, he was we. He must have been maybe two, maybe two, like almost two kind of a thing. And you had to be, I can't remember how tall you had to be, but I know it was like 32 or 36 inches. And so, but he just, he just barely, barely made it. But that was, it was fun. Cause you got to ride the train. Um, there's a whole, uh, I'm not even sure what those trains, uh, what those trains are called. Do you remember what they're called? Oh, uh, well they're just, they're small gauge trains. Um, I, I forget what they're, cause they're, cause it's a, it's really tiny. Yeah. Yeah. They are like you sit on them. So I'm assuming these are the similar trains that Walt had in um in his backyard the mm -hmm. caroline pacific yeah so it's the griffith park train rides is you know basically the website and um they they run a little bit i know that like the waltz barns it's still only open one sunday a month i think yes it's, i believe it's the third sunday yeah the third sunday and so this park the park trains are pretty much open every day and like it's super cheap to ride. It's like two seventy-five a person. I mean, no, that's a pretty good deal. It is a good deal. Okay, so yeah, so they still have it running, but it's actually changed from what we rode on. So we rode on what I think was traditionally uh, what was in Walt's back backyard. We actually um, straddled the train and sat on it. And so there was a height, and I think it was 32 inches, and, and Elias just made it. You know, he was almost two years old. And uh, But now it looks like they actually have cars uh, that you sit in. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's a lot, a lot different than, than when we went. So, um, which, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised, because what we did was... Um, I, the safety level <laughs> <laughs> you could easily just go you know and fall off on the side <laughs> so, mm -hmm. but uh, we held on tight and we made it but it was run it's you know it was run by um the steam club the live steam club and uh they were they were really really nice group of guys a uh, couple gals there too uh, but yeah, and it ran, when we rode it, it kind of like, it ran around their area that they had, and then it would run through and around the Walt Barnes area. I think they actually went in front of Walt's barn and they brought down the little gates when it would go through no, and I then gotcha. back around. Yeah, so it was really cool. And the, the best part were the dioramas that some of the guys had put together. On the side, those were. Oh yeah, yeah. A plus. Uh huh. I saw some of the dioramas. 
<laughs> they were awesome. I love them. Yeah, they were absolutely. cool. So, but, okay, so now we've totally gone that route. Yay me. <laughs> so, so um, I want you to tell me about your lovely experience with Bob Gurr on your tour you guys did last July. So, how did this start? Like, where did you go? Well, um, start. you start off and you meet at the L.A. Zoo parking lot. Okay. And you want to get there early because Bob's there and he'll do, he does like an early meet and greet. You get autographs. And then you can also kind of just talk with some of the other people that are going on the bus tour with you, which is a lot of fun, actually, because there are a bunch of Disney geeks, too, just like you. <laughs> I'm yeah, assuming mostly I Disney imagine. geeks go on this. Um, because yeah. it's, it's not like something that's like super advertised out there. Um, so it's people that are really looking for um, the Disney history, Walt Disney history, and how the Walt Disney Company started and where its roots came from. Um, well, it's definitely a unique experience. Oh, for sure. Um, and it's to me, the just overall, it was really cool to get to see how close everything was. Um, at that time in terms of where Walt lived to the Hyperion mm -hmm. studio. And then even it's not that far away from, it's right there by Griffith Park where the carousel okay. is, which is, and then uh, uh, not too far away from that is just north of that is Glendale where all the Walt Disney Studios, Imagineering, Mapo, all of that is up there. So it's all within, um, oh, I would say probably a five mile radius about. Um, okay. now, now there's free freeways crisscrossing between all of it now, so you definitely want to be on a bus because it's you know there's there's not direct routes to a lot of different places. Maybe a little bit more than a five mile radius, but it's it's all pretty close. And that, yeah. that actually surprised me um, as we were going through this. Well, Los Angeles, um, for people who haven't been there before, it's a sprawled out city. It kind of goes from the ocean to the mountains, basically. If you look at it it's a it's a pretty big area uh-huh and but i could see where you know we're talking about the 1920s and the 1930s i mean people didn't travel as much so i could i could understand why that at that time everything was so close together mm -hmm. yes for yeah. sure yeah and then it also puts anaheim into perspective and just how far away anaheim was from everything else that was happening in the walt disney company oh yeah yeah. So I think that was kind of cool, just kind of getting that sort of different perspective, an actual, you know, fourth dimensional experience with all of it. Mm -hmm. And you get to all, you know, kind of put some of that together, which, you know, you can only do if you actually go on this kind of a bus tour. Um, yes. So I thought that was, I thought that was kind of a, a it was, it was something I was, that was unexpected going okay. on this. Now what I was expecting, you know, I was really excited to get to meet Bob Gurr because I really, we've talked about him. <laughs> Yes, uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> and all the we things that he did for the Walt Disney Company. He started there at Disneyland, working at Disneyland and building all the things that moved there. Well, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of what, the, not everything literally, but a lot of the things that moved there in the early Disneyland park. So, um, and he talks about some of those experiences on there. So you start out and you're in that parking lot. You're kind of talking with everybody and um, you're given like a number as you come in. And okay. it, it's just kind of like first come, first serve sort of number thing. There are a few reserved seats 
in the front of the bus um, that you can pay a little extra for, and then you get, you know, you get on the bus a little earlier. Plus, you know, you get like a beverage and stuff that's included with it too, if you want to do that. Um, but it's not a necessary thing to have yeah. one of those reserve seats because you you can see Bob Gurr, you can talk with him, you can meet him, and that kind of thing. You know, and if you if you're just like really wanting to sit right by him, then yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> that might be kind of fun to do that, but. Um, um, you're not missing out by sitting anywhere in the bus. It's got a great sound system, good video, good. System, audio video system. So anywhere you sit on that bus, you'll get a really good um, experience. Um, and then he walks around like with a microphone and a speaker so you can easily hear him. Um, Is he walking one of the buses in motion? No, 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 no. Everybody's okay. seated. No, I just meant like when you get off, because you get off and you have to walk. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So that's another thing that you want to make sure to do is dress appropriately, because you're going to be walking around and it could be very hot at times, because you start out in the morning, but you end in the afternoon. Um, so it could be kind of cool there in the morning, but then it might oh, be definitely. nice and warm in the afternoon. So um, check the weather. You might want to consider layers and definitely have really good walking shoes. Um, bring a can bring it, of course, bring your camera, but I would bring, mm -hmm. you know, like probably backup battery just to, um, charge your cell phone, especially if you do a lot of video or a lot of photographs or something. Um, yeah. just in case it's always good to have a little extra phone battery. Um, let's see. So you get I on still the need to see your pictures from that. Oh uh, yeah. I've got quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at some of them right now. Wait as a matter a of fact. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm looking at some of them right now just so I could, you know, kind of jog yeah. my memory on exactly what we were doing as we were going through this tour. Um, so we started out, so we got, you get on the bus and it, they play a video for you and it just kind of goes through a little bit of history of Walt Disney and his early life, how we got to LA um, and um how we got to the, the house that you're headed up to now the house oh, okay. yeah the house that you're headed up to that you start off with is not like the very first place he lived it's his no. home. On, yeah no it's his home on lyric avenue and okay. he and walt built houses side by side and can i tell you just how cute that is oh it's so well <laughs> the houses themselves are cute it is like they it's, are yes and the owners have are, are they they're keeping them period too, which is really wow. nice. Yeah. Yes. They're not going to tear these ones down. They're keeping these ones period, um, and, and they're beautiful homes. Um, and mm -hmm. it's just fun to it's just fun to kind of go ex, go experience that. And it's really cool to see you know that they literally live side by side and they look mm -hmm. very similar. And yeah, how close Walt and Roy were. And you, I'm always impressed when. I, I, obviously, they had separate living quarters, but when family can live that close and just basically coexist, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it is nice. Mm -hmm. um, so that was that was a lot of fun to see. And then he kind of just talks about different periods of time. So he kind of like talks about the early Disney Studios um, and when the houses were built. The house was built in 1927. And okay. that was right after the success of the Oswald um, Rabbit short films. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So those were successful. And then they built these homes. And then, um, of course, Walt lost the rights to Oswald to Universal. And um, 
uh, on that train ride back to California from New York, that's where he thought of the idea of Mickey Mouse. Mm -hmm. um, and so he came back and, you know, kind of they, they were feeling a little um, down, but Walt, Walt kind of picked things up and created Mickey Mouse and that's and started with the Walt Disney Studios there. The, well, I think they called it Walt Disney Brothers Studios, I believe, in the beginning. In the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they they uh, they had that they built that house and they lived there I believe until 1933. Uh, okay. Through the Silly Symphonies and then not too far away they built their second house. Okay. And um, let's see that one um, is on Working Way and it's a fairy tale looking house. It's got like a turret in the front. Uh huh. Um, kind of very I guess maybe. English, French, I don't know, something like that, um, and that's that's a little bit that's that's a little bit away. And they lived there almost the whole time that the girls were growing up. Uh, okay, so is that the one where they built the the Snow White dwarf house for them? I'm trying. Was that? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, that was that's the working way. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. I looked at. Yeah, I that's believe. very French. Yeah. Very French countryside. Yeah, and when the girls were young, that's where they lived before moving to Holmby, Holmby Hills. Yeah. I like that house too. I want that one. I'm good. Yeah, that's a. They're all beautiful, beautiful homes. Mm -hmm. So you stop there. Uh, they park a little ways away uh, at at Marshall High School, and oh, okay. yeah, you'll recognize John Marshall High School because it's in a lot of films. It's in like Raiders of the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's Love in Raiders. It. I know it's in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, uh -huh. So you see, like Indy climbing out of a window, and, and that's, oh, my and, favorite scene! Yeah, and so that's where that's where, that's at that house, uh, School of Rock. Um, uh huh. Was there? Greece had some scenes filmed there. Um, so okay. a lot, of, yeah, just a, and there's a bunch of others. Um, so, uh, well, that's kind of like UCLA. UCLA is the university campus they use for absolutely every film. Because they're close. I mean, right yes. there, they're close to the studio, so it's just absolutely really easy to get there, do a shoot, and yeah, I'm sure it's mm -hmm. fairly, relatively speaking, fairly inexpensive. I don't believe that any of the Disney's went there though. To where? To Marshall High School. Yeah, to Marshall High School. Okay. Yeah, I don't believe so. Um, the girls were too young while they were in that area. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. To get, yeah, to go to high school. Yeah, they were too young. Um, so. Then from there you go to the site of the Hyperion Studios. Um, okay. Because it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. no longer there. It's like a grocery store, basically. Wah wah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty, it was a hodgepodge of buildings put together. So yeah, it kind of had a you know time mm -hmm. time sh a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his, you, you you see where his original animation studios are, um, and uh, that's and, and he was there from 1926 to 1940. Um, okay. Uh, or I was operating then. Um, his yeah his his other studio, the studio that he built in Glendale. No, was it Glendale? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Glendale. Um, did I get that right, Colleen? Glendale. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's up in it's up there in Glendale, and um, 
he he built that one after the success of Snow White. So Snow White uh, came out in 1937. Yeah, yeah. They, That's yeah, it's Glendale. Yeah, and they moved over. Oh, Burbank, kind of Burbank. Yeah, Burbank. Yeah, and Burbank and Glendale butt up right against each other. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and you get there later on um, to the other studio, but it's fun just to see where it's at. There's like there's a little historical plaque and you just can take some pictures, but then they drive you over to some other houses that are nearby that are in okay. the same style. Um, okay. The, they're called the Hyperion Studios bungalows, and you just drive by those, And but it has the same style, so you kind of get a feel for the architecture of the studio and what it would have looked like. Oh, okay. What What style is that? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Hodgepodge? Oh! <laughs> uh, no, not hodgepodge. I mean, it was. Uh, I should be better with the styles of the houses there, but um, I really, Colleen, I really don't know what what to call that style of house. Okay, let's take a. Look. Oh, okay. I yeah. Okay, so I'm taking like. Okay, so that's holy she's So it's kind of a, a like a ranch before there was ranch. Uh huh. The kind and, of elongated, low one-story, low-profile roof. Yeah, kind of that uh, 1920s feel to it. it. Yeah, it's really not. There's. Yeah, it was ranch before it was ranch. <laughs> fairly, fairly basic looking. Kind yes. of has a little bit of a fairy tale feeling to it. Mm -hmm. um, just a little bit in terms a of the flare. outlines. Yeah, a little flare mm -hmm. there. Um, so. Um, yeah, it's kind of, I, 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 it was just fun to get to go see that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we went and saw, so you drive by there and then you're on your way to Griffith park after that. Cause they take you to the carousel. Okay. Yay. Um, yeah. And that's where Walt sat and watched his daughters riding the carousel and uh -huh. started having some preliminary thoughts of Disneyland. Like the, it was, he wanted to be able to go to a place and enjoy all the rides with, with kids um and you know uh you know he, he got to watch his daughters have fun on the carousel but you know it was not necessarily something for kids and adults to do together although i do like riding carousels i yeah i was about to say <laughs> i've ridden quite a few carousels as an adult mm -hmm. so he would, yep. he would take his daughter there um uh in the late 30s uh, okay i believe when was i think sharon was was, it was late 30s, early 40s when Diane, sorry, not Sharon, Diane was born and then Sharon was adopted later. Um, mm -hmm. So he so he spent like a lot of time there watching the girls ride the carousel um, when they were little. And then you can go and see the bench that, or one of the benches that he would have uh, most likely have sat on. One of them's there. And of course you see one of them in the Walt Disney Family Museum uh, up in yes. Los Angeles, no, San Francisco, up in San Francisco. So mm -hmm. it's fun to, Presidio. Uh -huh. but you can't sit on those benches there. You can sit on the one in San Francisco, but this one at Griffith Park is um, behind like kind of a little uh, fence. Um, huh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's back by where they have the orchestral organ. That ah, I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so, I mean, you can see and you can look at it, but I don't, they just don't want a lot of people 
up touching it and they want to preserve it. So uh, it, it is outside. So mm-hmm. yeah, it is outside. So they did, and, and then it's not sitting directly in the weather anymore. And they have new benches installed, um, and they're dedicated to different people. So it's kind of fun to see that. That the carousel is beautiful, and it's in a restoration. Um, it's undergoing restoration right now. So oh. Yeah, it's fun. Is it open now, or so it's closed, or no? It's open. They they okay. it's still running. You can see some of the panels have been restored and repainted, and some of them have not. So it's kind of cool to see the how it how it looked and how it's going to look at the same oh. time. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you can see it in different states. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of fun, and it's also fun just to get to write it with. Bob, Bob, Bob Kerr. Bob has you kind of stand in a place where there's a photo there. He knew Walt sat at one point and you can kind of go take your picture there. And this is, you know, take a picture in a spot where Walt Disney was thinking first had his first thoughts of Disneyland. Uh, Now, of course, they weren't fully fleshed out thoughts of Disneyland at that point. but, (laughs) But he did want a place for families to be able to go and have fun together. Those are some intricate horses on that carousel. Oh yes. Oh, they're yeah. wow. They're they're beautiful horses. Wow. Yes. I mean, I, I'm assuming this was before the um, 20th century. This was created, or is it? No. Or was it? Was it was 20th? 19. I think it was built in 1937. It was installed. Well, I don't know that it was installed in 1937. It may have been somewhere else before then. I see 1926 on it but um yeah i know they're beautiful oh yeah and i can see they have the panels uh but it looks like one they've re uh restored and one they haven't yet yeah it's it's yeah it definitely is is weathered yes so it actually you're right it was built in 1926 and okay. it was in san diego so it was installed in 1937 gotcha up in griffith park yeah okay. um by john d spreckles Oh, the sugar guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, had that uh, down. Uh, he had his own resort in Mission Beach, San Diego. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, and I'm just looking at a sign that's there that I took a picture of out on the... Uh, right by the carousel. Yeah, the Sprinkles family actually had a huge influence up and down the coast of California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of, I mean, their name is kind of gone by the wayside. Cause I mean, the guy, the, the one who started it all, Spreckles, he died in 1926 in San Diego. And so you, know, you were talking a couple generations since then. Yep. So <clears throat> and it, was bought, it was brought there by um, Ross Davis. So Ross Davis bought it and brought it to Griffith Park. Oh, okay. His brother ran Spreckle Sugar Company. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. There was two of them. Oh my gosh. So the one in San Diego, um, he was a, a real estate tycoon, and the one in San Francisco was the sugar guy. That's hilarious. Two of them. Love it. Okay. I did not know that. I, 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 you hear speckles. You certainly don't think two brothers are going to like achieve something in equal, you know, mass. All right. So the real estate, real estate tycoon was down in 
San Diego, uh-huh. and the sugar company owner was up in San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy. All right, cool. Yeah, so it's, and, and, and of course you go there and you need to buy a ticket, so bring some money with you, and you can also <laughs> <laughs> get some refreshments there. They have a snack stand, so you can get like cool. an ice cream bar, ice cream sandwich, and Bob Gurr always gets one when he stops and, and enjoys. Oh, yeah, that's and, awesome. Yeah, enjoys a little ice cream sandwich, sits on one of the benches and watches the carousel, rides the carousel. It's just good uh-huh. times. And it's just, it has great that I love the orchestral organ. Uh, mm-hmm. Just really, really pretty. So that's fun. And then once you spend a little time there, you then head on. I believe we go to lunch after that. Okay. And we head on down to the Museum of the American West. Ah, little Gene Autry action. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You go down there and... Um, <laughs> They, they that's where they, they they actually cater it for you oh cool because there's like a little cafeteria there and um, they have everything oh okay uh-huh. so you eat in you eat in there oh that's nice yeah and you can eat inside or you can eat outside uh, depending on the weather and we nearly everybody on our bus tour ate outside um, they also have some good restrooms there so it's a good place to stop and use the restroom too and Yay. it's actually a really pretty museum. I walked around yes. just a little bit and, you know, uh, didn't actually go in go in too much, but just, you know, went in uh, a tiny bit, just kind of where the um, admissions were. And then um, you can, I, I would really like to go back and go see the Museum of the American West. I think it looks like a very interesting museum. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've actually never gone into it either. I don't rem- I remember, I think they built this kind of like when I was in high school or college. And so it was way past field trip <laughs> in school. And then, so yeah, I just never really got, got around to going inside it. But for those that don't know, Gene Autry uh, was a huge cowboy Western star in Hollywood. And then he actually owned the Anaheim Angels um, up until um, to the point when he died. And then, uh, and then, you know, Disney at one point owned the Anaheim Angels too. So there you go. There's your connection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting connections, right? Yeah, especially in Southern California. Yeah. Everyone's interlaced. Well, and, and after this, you go to the Walt Disney Barn Museum. So that's the next one. Yay! Yeah. And that was, that was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> We, you get to go there, see the barn, um, get to go inside and tour the barn. Uh, you can see like models of some of the railroads um, engines, uh, such as the CK Holiday that are used at Disneyland. Uh, cool. So those are there. Uh, really pretty models. Um, and it's just fun. They have all kinds of different memorabilia inside the barn. Uh, you can see... Uh, some of, they have a few little tiny uh, little Walt like miniatures. They have some miniatures in mm-hmm. there. Everything that they have in there, they've got letters in there. Uh, little I'm trying to think, they have like a little news newsletter basically. Oh, okay. It, they, it's called the Grizzly Flats Gazette. Uh, and it was published on June 9th, nineteen fifty six, and so Grizzly Flats was what. 
Ward Kimball called his stuff. So ah, yeah, Ward Kimball okay. called, yeah called his stuff Grizzly Flats. Um, so maybe that's why we got some Grizzly going on at um, DCA Disney California Adventure. Mm-hmm. It is why it's there. Oh, cool! Love it. Yeah. Um, so there's just like that's a little homage to all of it. Oh, um, sweet! In, inside the barn is where Walt first sketched his first plans for Disneyland. Yay. And they have a sketch of that in there with a cool. train going around the park, so you can see that first sketch. Now that that park was supposed to be um, in Glendale, I believe. Oh, okay, across from the studio. Burbank, one of the two. Yeah, Burbank, kind of Burbank. Yeah, across from. I think it's Burbank. Right. I think you're yeah. right. I think it's Burbank. Um, yeah. Uh, that's kind of fun to get to see that. And then they built a freeway. <laughs> yes, they did build a freeway. <laughs> and that put the kibosh on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, theme proposed theme park in Burbank. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So it was the drawing that they have in the barn. Do they know who did the drawing? Did Disney do it? Did some of his? This one, I believe, employees? was a re- it was a reproduction. Okay, that would make sense because it's not. Yeah, it's only open once a month. I'm looking at pictures of it. They have pictures of it on the D23 um, website. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They have a picture. There's a sketch on the D23 of Monstro, of a boat going into the mouth of Monstro. That's awesome. Yeah, that is fun. Yeah, because you have little storybook line canal boats. <laughs> it looks a little more hairier than the one we got at Storybook Land Canal. <laughs> um, they also have a bill for the railroad that he installed at Homeby Hills. Okay, cool. So, yeah, the labor was was almost $600. The track and switches and electrical stuff was $3,672 at the time. Oh, the, funny. The, the grading, the tunnels, the bridges and everything cost $22,205. Yeah, that was the... That was, yeah. Deep breath. Yeah. I'd be hyperventilating. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? That's a lot of money. Holy mm-hmm. mackerel. So, I can totally understand why he wanted to build an amusement park and write that puppy off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and that was that was back in 1951. So I, uh, I can't even imagine. Oh. That was, <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. Nowadays. Oh. Yeah. Not so much. Um, they had some really cool. They had some really cool models inside there too of like the original mine train ride. Okay. At Disneyland, so it was fun to see that, and with one of the keel boats that was there. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was lit up, and it was really pretty, and you could see, you could kind of peek into certain places and see the rainbow caverns. Yes. And so, which of course, no, none of that exists anymore. No, so, I I went on that ride because I, my parents told me I did, and for the life of me, cannot I can barely remember any of it. And part of the problem is too is because uh, Knott's Berry Farm has their coal mining ride, so I don't know where the Disney one ended and began, and the Knotts, you know, they're kind of overlapping. In my memories, unfortunately, I don't remember 
writing it. I think it was already gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's just because my dad told me. Yeah, I think everything was... I believe everything was being turned into Big Thunder. I could be wrong. I forget when Big Thunder was open, but I don't have any memories of it. No, I remember yeah. the Knott's Berry Farm one. Well, yeah, it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you can go... So you, in that barn, you get to see the beginnings of the Carol, Carolwood Pacific Railroad, which is what he called his railroad that went into Holmby Hills, and that's that was the cost that I was describing there. So... That is, it's a lot of fun to see that. They call it Walt Disney's Carolwood Barn. So it's his little red barn. Cool. Yeah, it's a good size barn. It really is. It's a it's a great size barn. And it's fun just to get to spend a lot of time there. You also can uh, get some books and different souvenirs there. Uh, they give out stickers that have mm -hmm. the Carolwood Pacific um, insignia on it. Uh, you can get books about railroad. Michael Brogy wrote one, and oh, cool. yeah, he's the son of uh, uh, Brogy Senior, who Is helped it Roger build. Brogy? Yeah, Roger Brogy. He helped okay. build Disneyland. Yeah, and he was the guy that was in charge of the uh, shop uh, that was building all the stuff when Bob Gurr first joined the Disney company. So. Okay. So there's a connection there with Bob Gurr and and the Disney company. That's cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I looked up the Rainbow Caverns Mine Train, and it was from 1956 to 1977. So I would have only been um, five. Okay. So I would have written it then with mm -hmm. mom and dad, um, but I would have been like two. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you have that picture from 1977 of us all in Tomorrowland. Yep. So I'm sure we all rode. Oh, you betcha. I'm sure we all rode that. <laughs> yes, because I think that was one of my dad's favorite rides. So. <laughs> yeah, I would not have even quite been two. So. <laughs> and you may have even been asleep. <laughs> quite possibly so. <laughs> So, yeah, but I do know that they took some of the some of the small buildings that they have at the Big Thunder. You know, when you come to the end, the little miniature houses. I think believe those are from the Rainbow Caverns Mine Train ride originally. Uh, so, and they have like a tiny. You know, I don't. I think yeah, it's still there where they had uh, the. They show like a little bit of the track. There's that waterfall, and they have that one mine car sitting, and the track ends uh -huh. right across from the exit of Big Thunder. That's that was part of it. So there you go. That is. Fun. That's it. <laughs> they have quite a bit of, on Ward Kimball in there because, of course, Ward Kimball loved trains. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He did. Didn't he go to, to Chicago with Walt? Yes. They took a trip yeah. there uh, to Chicago. And on the way, they went to they went to uh, basically a train convention. Yeah. Steam train. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just a train convention there. And had a lot of fun <laughs> I, riding the railroad. Because oh. why not, you yeah. know? Because yeah, why not? Because <laughs> you can, because your boss said, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to come to Chicago? Oh, you betcha. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so it's fun to see some of the Ward Kimball memorabilia, like the Firehouse 5 plus 2 stuff, uh -huh. uh, which is Ward, cool. Ward Kimball played in a band, and that band played at Disneyland. Uh, oh, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool band, man. Yeah. So, so they they have a little bit of stuff like this. So this have like really cool um, Disney history, but you should go check it out because there's a bunch of other stuff I can't describe at all. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. it's packed full of memorabilia. And there's there's uh, the people that work there. They're all volunteers, right? Is that yes. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're all volunteers. But you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would definitely bring some money if you want some souvenirs, you know. Of course, you can get keychains and shirts and different things like that. But um, you can also get, you know, some of the books on on, on the Disneyland Railroad. Uh, cool. I think I think if you're interested in that and you want to do that, you know, that, that would be great. And the prices are about the same as Amazon. So. And oh. they have signed copies there, too, which, you, oh, which cool. are not as easy to get on Amazon. Uh-oh. Yeah. So... It's kind of some cool things. But from there, you know, you load back up and then you start going to the the Disney Imagineering area and then the Walt Disney Studios. Um, okay. So you load up and you go to Mapo. And Mapo is basically a division of the company that they built after the success of Mary Poppins and it's basically a re- research and design unit. MAPO M-A-P-O. M-A stands for Mary P-O stands for Poppins, Mary Poppins. So Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Yeah, I was, yeah, cause I was going to ask you, uh, what's that mean? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what it means. And so they designed a bunch of different technology from different lighting systems to... Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm, to some of the audio animatronics, uh, eventually. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's Mapo is is really big in research and design with the Walt Disney Company. Um, and you also stop by Walt Disney Imagineering, and you get to see uh, some some of the different offices that existed. Uh, you get to uh-huh. see, Bob Kerr talks about his office that existed where he was, and that's kind of fun. And along the way, he just kind of describes the importance of Imagineering to the Walt Disney Company and to Disneyland and how they uh, come up with ideas for attractions, designs for the attractions, and then how they are put some of those attractions into place. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a lot of fun just to hear Bob Gurr talk about those and his experience, uh, his experiences there at the Disney Company. Which were a lot well, in yes. that department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a whole lot, yeah. <laughs> he talks about uh, like the monorail uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit, and he talks about how he designed the cars uh, on Main Street and how he designed them to look old, but they're really not old. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So so that they are so they can maintain them. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of fun. He you know and just talks about some of the his personal memories of Walt Disney and his connections to him. So I think that is fun to be able to still sit down with somebody who has firsthand knowledge of Walt Disney. Oh, absolutely. Cause I mean, it's, it's been a while since now that Walt's died and, and it's definitely like the last generation mm-hmm. out there that worked with him. You also see the grand central air terminal and this is in Glendale and okay. uh, it's really pretty. It's kind of a, think a spanish architect is, is that right oh yeah definitely the spanish with the tile roof mm-hmm. and the um, big archways um like the haciendas definitely oh yeah 
yeah, and it's been restored. It's really pretty. Um, but, you know, that used to be, of course, the airport there, but it flew in and out of. <laughs> um, sure. Back yeah. in the day. Um, but Yeah, it looked like it opened in 1929. Mm-hmm. It was a newly constructed modern terminal facility that opened in 1929. Isn't that funny? It is. It is. It's amazing where we've come from these beautiful air terminals, and now we just have big industrial ones. Because that's what's needed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's, it's fun to see that, that little air, air terminal. Mm-hmm. Well, they did a... It's amazing. Like, if you... Um, I, you don't think of Los Angeles having beautiful architecture because it's such a new town. Mm -hmm. I, you think of the East Coast. You think of all these amazing time periods they've gone through and all the different styles. But when Los Angeles came into its own in the 1920s, they really, really did a beautiful job of building buildings up until probably um, uh, like around 1970, you know, it kind of dropped off. The architecture dropped off a little bit. But even if you go to the Los Angeles uh, History Museum that they have down um, by USC mm -hmm. and by the LA Coliseum, you, part of it on the outside it's very deceiving because you don't go through the original entrance the original entrance is on the opposite side of the building and it's beautiful like you walk in and it's grand and just elaborate gold leafing and mosaics and sculptures i mean you don't think of that when you think of la but there was a time when they really did focus on the art uh, the architecture to make la a real city you know to stand up to the, the east coast so yeah i mean so that that architecture that they did around there is just really fun and and lovely and i i think it's i think it's fun just to go see some of these historical places and i'm glad that they're being preserved too oh yeah yeah definitely i mean because there was in the 1960s they did tear a lot of it down mm -hmm. yeah that was just that's what they did so while you're in this area, you, can, you get out and you walk around when you're at uh, Mapo and Walt Disney Imagineering and the Grand Central Air uh, Terminal, you walk mm -hmm. around and he talks about different, he tells you all kinds of different stories, you know, like, like how they were designing attractions for the 1964 World's Fair and how they designed uh, attractions such as the Matterhorn and mm -hmm. and different things like that. It's just kind of fun to hear his different stories. And I'm sure every time you, I would think every time you go on this, you'd have different <laughs> ones, little different stories. Um, so yeah, I'm sure they get tweaked a little bit too every time. Yeah, <laughs> it's just he just has, he's just having a ball. It's just great to hear him have a, a you know laugh and have a good time remembering. Uh, the company oh, yeah. when he first joined it um and then when you go from that area you drive you drive over to the walt disney studios over in burbank and uh, you drive by dreamworks and mm -hmm. abc uh, okay. television headquarters you go to you drive by walt disney imaginary research and development and then you stop and you walk um, outside the gates of the walt disney studios and of course it's closed because it's sunday <laughs> um, but you can, yeah, like, they're not working. Yeah, they're not working. <laughs> um, and and 
you know, you can take pictures in front of this, you know, the, there's like a big, you know, Walt Disney Studio sign and mm -hmm. you can see like the seven dwarfs holding up the roof of one of the buildings and you look back further, you can see the uh, original uh, buildings that Walt built when he first built that studio in the late 30s. Cool. After, after the success of Snow White. Yeah, when did they build the building with the dwarves holding up the roof? That was in the Michael Eisner area era. Okay. He, that I, looks Michael Eisner. Yes, that's the Michael Eisner era. <laughs> he really liked Michael Graves. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and he, Michael Graves has some very interesting architectural designs. Um, yes. So, uh, which he designed the Swan and the Dolphin hotel uh -huh. out at Walt Disney World um, but he designed quite a few different things uh, uh, in different cities so like in Portland Oregon there's the uh, public waterworks building that he designed it's really pretty oh how funny yeah how funny yeah uh, I grew up of course in Portland Oregon so mm-hmm yes you did mm-hmm he kind of has a little bit I I don't know quite the I would say they're to me they're a little outlandish designs but they're you know it'll be interesting to see how they hold up over time to me, it's kind of like he took something very small and then blew it up large, but it didn't come up proportionally. Like there, there's not a lot of detail in his buildings, and but the, and all the detail is large to me. Like on the Swan and Dolphin, it's very geometric. Yes. Uh, very simple. Mm -hmm. And then like huge sculptures that. It kind of reminds me of those little sponges that you get, and then you put them in water, and you know the little kids get, and the, <laughs> they're really big. So there's not a lot of detail in the sculptures, but um, it's definitely a style. Like the okay, so the swan and dolphin, I'll just put it out there. Not a huge fan, <laughs> but you, you know it, it is what it is, kind of a thing. And it's almost like an iconic thing at Walt Disney World now so like I don't want them to tear it down but it's not my favorite thing but it's kind of a, a preservation of that point in architecture and when a lot of people really weren't doing a lot in architecture in the 1980s yes because uh, we were coming out of you know the oil and everything uh the oil prices being so high and everything being so cheaply manufactured at that point. So it was kind of like the renaissance of architecture again after that point. So you, you want to preserve it because it is what it is. You know, it's that rebirth, but it's not my favorite. <laughs> so <laughs> what do you do? I, I, I like some of his designs. Um, they, I mean, you know, there's, kind of whimsical to me i don't you know i know it doesn't they, it definitely does not hold most architects traditional architects aren't big fans of his stuff but i mean i think you know it's kind of fun different and fun oh it, it definitely is different and fun and, and i applaud him for doing that yeah. sometimes it's just good to do something mm -hmm. i'm trying to find out exactly when that team disney building was built it was completed in 1990 Okay, okay, that makes sense. Completed in 19. It's very iconic. It says a lot in a little. Mm-hmm, yes. I do, I, you know, I think it would be fun to go tour this studio at some point. Oh, we're totally doing that. Yeah, it's... That's happening. It seems like it's hard to get, it, it's, it is difficult to get a reservation to go do it, though. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Yeah. 
But I think it'd be fun to go tour the studios. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'm going to go see uh, Walt's office because they've restored it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, Fiona, I know, is chomping at the bit to see that. Yeah. Well, and that basically takes you to the end of the tour. Um, okay, cool. He tells, you know, a couple of stories there, and then you return back to uh, the Los Angeles Zoo parking lot, and um, there's photo opportunity uh, to so you can sit down and, and talk with him a little bit more, take a couple photos. He's very nice. It takes his time with everyone. Uh, so, and I got to sit down and talk with him, get some autographs, and that was a lot cool. of fun just to, you know, say... Hello to Bob Kerr. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I bought one of his uh, Disneyland pins. You know how everybody, every cast member has their name on a pin. Mm-hmm. So I bought one of his old ones that said Bob. He has probably quite a few of them. So <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I only worked there for three years and I think I have five. Yeah. So, because you, you, like I had one for the, I believe it was the 35th anniversary. So you had one that year and then you had my, my first one and then went for the, the, the 35th anniversary. And then after that, you got another one because it didn't quite go back the same, I don't think. And so, yeah, yeah. And then, oops, I, I, I may have lost one or two. Last being in quotes, because it's just fun to have them, especially when you're a teenager. You're like, yay! Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say, That's also, fun. you drive by the new animation building. It's there on the same campus. Uh, oh, okay. I believe it's on the same campus. Um, and you, 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 it has that, it has the Sorcerer Mickey's hat. The source, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. With the moon and the stars. Stuff. I just think it's fun. It's like, oh, I've always wanted to see that. And so, you know, it's just fun to get to go see some of <laughs> It's fun just to go, even even though you don't get to go into the studios, uh, uh-huh. it's fun just to get to drive by and see some of that stuff. Because, I mean, that studio tour would be long. And you return back and, you know, you get back and it's like, I don't know, four o'clock in the afternoon. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it's a, three, it's a long day. Three, it was almost four o'clock. It's supposed to end by three, but, you know, I think mm-hmm. I think we didn't officially end until about four by the time we took pictures and everything and sat down with Parker, oh, you know yeah mm-hmm. end around there so you know you you leave around you get there probably should get there close to nine and then okay. you leave you leave around nine forty-five, ten, 10 um, mm-hmm. and then get back so it's a long tour it's an all day it's an all day event oh definitely i would highly recommend it if you get a chance to do it well, yeah, it's it's a great way to just see that area of Los Angeles too. Like, if you're gonna do a, a tour of Los Angeles, this is probably a good tour to do. It really is because you get to see a lot of different parts of Los Angeles than you would normally go see. I, and I really liked driving around the Griffith Park area. That was fun. I'd never really spent much time going around Griffith Park. Yeah. Now, now I have, but that's because I grew up in Orange County, and we would go to Griffith Park. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's a big like it's not like your typical park. No. This is kind of like a mount. It's a mountain. Yeah. Just think of it as a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. It literally <laughs> goes up a mountain. Starts at the base of the yeah. mountain and goes to the top of the mountain where the Griffith Park Observatory is. And you uh-huh. you see that in a lot of movies. So you can. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm, so you can drive up there after the tour concludes. Um, 
we didn't make it all the way to the top just because there was an event going. There's some concert series in the summer. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. So it starts to get really busy about that time because the concerts are mm-hmm. going to start, you know. Um, we got close, but um, we decided we were pretty tired and we were just like, hmm. I think, well, it's okay. yeah, it's okay. We'll come back. We'll come back another time to see the observatory. And of course, you mm-hmm. can see the Hollywood sign from the observatory area. Yes, you can. Yeah. So and that's kind of so. I mean, like if you've if you've never been to Los Angeles or even if you've lived in Los Angeles and you've just never been in that area, I would say go do this tour. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I'm looking at the dates that are coming up for the summer. And it's, uh, they're all on Sundays. And it's uh, June 17th, July 15th, August 19th, and September 16th. And the year is ninth. The year is 2018 right now, so <laughs> 2018, just so you know. So if we're in the future, those dates will change. <laughs> yeah, so it, most likely, um, God willing, Bob Gurr's health holds out because he's, you know, He's he's still yeah he's in his eighties so well the he bikes he mountain bikes he's got mm-hmm. yeah he so he bikes a lot he's in really good shape you know yes he's in oh yeah better shape than most Americans so yeah just we all need to do a prayer for Bob Gurr that he doesn't fall and and hurt, break something oh well That's... I don't think he will he's just in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, and in and in 2018 the price is it's 105 per person. So and what would you say was was about how many people were attending this on your bus? Oh, I would say there's pro- there's probably some around 30, 30, okay. 30, 40 of us, 30 of us. I would say somewhere around there. Yeah, there's okay. It was a decent amount of people, but it wasn't. It didn't feel like too overwhelming either. Good. At the same time, I mean, you know, because walking around the streets with a group of people that size, you know, it might feel a little overwhelming, but it didn't. It still felt like you could easily hear Bob Gurr's stories. You could, you know, you could, it wasn't like people were crowding or pushing. Everything was very relaxed and pleasant and nice. And the tour mm-hmm. operators are, I think they're, I, I was very impressed with them. I was, I was impressed with Good. this tour. And I've been on different tours around different cities. Um, like in San Francisco and in Seattle. And of course, I'll, you know, when I go on cruises and stuff, take tours of islands and different things. But this was very well operated. Yeah. It ran very much on schedule. The food was good. They had, you know, water available. Uh, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm, yeah. And you could, you know, purchase some snacks and different things if you wanted to. In addition to that, plus, of course, you stop at the different areas where you can get food and use the restrooms. Um, so I think I, I mean, I just think it's it's a it's a very well put together tour. I liked all the videos that took place between the different stops. And um, so it was, and then when their videos were on, Bob Gurr was talking and telling different stories that were just very entertaining. So when you guys were off the bus and he was talking, was there, was there an audio system or was he mm-hmm. just? Yes. He, ta- okay. He had a microphone and a little speaker. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a big elaborate system, but you know, cause, cause you know, you don't need something too elaborate, but it was, it was easy to hear him. Okay. Yeah. The tour operator that was there, um, 
with him. I think his name, if I recall correctly, I think, oh, what was, I forgot his name. It's something like maybe Ernie, I forget. Um, I like Ernie. Let's yeah. go with Ernie. <laughs> I should remember these <laughs> details. Um, but anyway, he he did a great job of just facilitating everybody getting on and off the bus. There's just a couple of facilitators, and um, it was you know loading up was very simple, um, getting on and off the bus. Uh, so it, it, there was plenty of oper- there was plenty of space to stand around and get to hear the stories. Uh, and you didn't have to crowd. And in fact, it was really easy to spread out. So, cool. Yeah, I, I, which I, which I mean, I really liked, and that was nice. And the studios, the, those areas, that studios are pretty. I mean, everything is pretty. I just thought, you know, this is just fun to, you know, get to see where all the magic happens. Oh yeah, no, I love studios. Um, but I spent um, a, a small portion of my childhood inside studios. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I like studios. They're fun. And, and I, the reason I wanted to go in the Walt Disney Studios to pass, I think that's one of the only studios in the Hollywood area I didn't work on. So, I, you know, I'd really, you know, like to go check it out. It was fun. Just walking around studios is fascinating because from the outside, a lot of them are like these huge big boxes and you walk in and it's a completely different world. It's just amazing how they create these these worlds that we see on television and in movies and these big huge vacuums yeah i love it oh yeah and i think the tours it used to be able to the security has increased around studios a lot in recent years used to be able to do a little bit more wandering than than what you can do oh yeah yeah i remember on my senior trip back in 1994 we wandered off you could wander easily wander into some of the um, sound stages that were being used for productions um, at Universal, but you can't do that now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, not so much. Yeah, a- yeah, Universal has always been one of the more opener studios, but yeah, not, not so much anymore. It's just not worth it. No, no, no. But it's cool that we grew up in a day and age where you could do kind of some interesting things in, you know, not have to worry about getting in trouble too much. I mean, now they would, now they would think, <laughs> I don't know what would happen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, hauled off. Here we go. <laughs> hauled off in handcuffs, you know. It's like, oh my That's stars. right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so they're just being some, instead of, instead of being some curious teenagers, suddenly like you're just, you're, 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 you're suddenly trespassers and being arrested. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Yeah, different different <laughs> times, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's all I have for this tour. Cool. Okay, so how many out of five Mickey ears? How many are we giving this one? I think, I mean, just because I love Disney and Disney history, I would give this one a five. Yeah. Because uh, you get to just see so much of the Disney company and uh, the studios and how the studios relate to the theme parks and how they still relate to the theme parks through research and design and MAPO and Walt Disney Imagineering, and then how the the animation studio and the production facilities are so close to all of that. And it's just, it's just fun to, you know, put it all together geographically. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody should at one point in their life tour the Los Angeles area to just, 
it's such an eye opener and it just puts everything in perspective. It really does. Do you have any questions or anything? I don't think so. You you pretty much covered everything. I think we're good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. I would give it a five Mickey ears. And I'm totally jealous that I didn't get a go. But, you know, it's okay. Because, (laughs) you know, you got to go and I can live um, through you. (laughs) Well, and we'll get to go see Bob Gerd this summer. Yes, yes. I'm super excited. And you found this, right? Yes. Yeah, I was okay. on their mailing list. And so they mailed out that they're having a barbecue in Bob Gurr's backyard on June 30th. So we're going. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. So it is um, Bob Gurr's Yesterland Throwback Patio Mixer and BBQ. So, I mean, who could ask for anything more? Uh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's happening on Saturday, June 30th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Yes, it was at the private residence of Bob Gurr in Los Angeles, California. And um, there's live entertainment, which is always exciting, and a host bar. And it's $159 per person. And um, so we get to enjoy, this is what's on the website, enjoy an outdoor evening BBQ at the private residence of Disney legend and Imagineer Bob Gurr, while you mix and mingle with other Dis- Disney aficionados, see old friends and make new ones. I think I'll be making new ones. Take a self-guided tour of Bob's living room and enjoy some of his one-of-a-kind theme park artifacts, including the life-size blueprints for the mechanics of Mr. Lincoln, an original marquee modeled for the Universal Studios King Kong experience, which I never experienced. An original 1955 Mr. Toad's Adventures attraction vehicle. We will have to restrain Fiona. Oh, yes. <laughs> you can take, but you can take a photo in it, so I think we'll be okay. We'll just have to get her out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob's prestigious Disney Legend Award, among other treasures. So, and the entertainment is the nostalgic Disney-themed entertainment will be performed by a longtime favorite of park guests known for his musical renditions renditions in Frontierland, Main Street, Tomorrowland, and New Orleans Square. I wonder who that will be. But they don't mention a name. No. Yeah, that's, that doesn't say who. I mean, I have a, you know, a couple things popping in my head, but I'm like, hmm, interesting. And then this is interesting. Guests are encouraged to wear their favorite Disney decade outfit 50s through 80s or dress as their favorite cast member or attraction character. We'll have to plan something. I know. I know. And awfully quickly. I'm just trying to think what I even would want to go as. 50s to 80s. That's that's a big range. Mm. <laughs> oh, jeez. If I did my dream, my dream would be the 1979 Mouseketeer outfit and the leisure suits. The One Piece leisure suits. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. We would be doing everything right. <laughs> Bring a leisure suit to a barbecue. Oh, yes. <laughs> you just have to pick your favorite color. I'm kind of bummed you can't get mouse, uh, the Mouseketeer hats and colors anymore. Like, you used to get, be able to get your favorite color. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really even think of that. Yeah, that was bad. that was so cool. I'm like the the. I mean, it was only on for like a year. The, so like, there's like five of us that like that show apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were all the all the kids on my street, all the girls anyway. 
But yeah, so I'm really excited about that. That's going to be fun. That's, uh, I think it's going to be a ball. It is. It is. I can't wait. So I'm back. <laughs> Fiona's back. So uh, we were talking about Bob Gurr, and mostly you heard uh, myself and Ryan talking about Bob Gurr. Fiona had a little bit of a headache. It wasn't feeling too hot. So now she's back and joining us. And we're going to ask her a couple questions. Um, so Fiona, how are you feeling about meeting Bob Gurr this summer? I am like, so it's a bit, it's a bit surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like since when have I been meeting celebrities? Like never. Yeah, you've never really met anybody in the Disney celebrity world, huh? Well, Debbie Ryan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. She, you, you wrote her, though, right? You didn't meet her. Or did you meet her? Well, I wrote her. Yeah, so Fiona's speech pathologist at her elementary school happens to be Debbie Ryan from um, Jesse and for Zach and Cody's. Uh, when they were on, on the deck. cruise ship. On deck. Yes, <laughs> on deck. <laughs> so it happens to be her aunt, Debbie Ryan's aunt. And so as one of their speech projects, they wrote her and she wrote back to them. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And like I said to mom, I am going to be able to sit to since that that's about like 63 years old. Oh, yeah, we were talking about the one of the original Mr. Toad cars, and that was funny because Fiona this morning goes, it's like about 50 years old, and I'm like, Fiona, it opened in 1955. How old is it? <laughs> <laughs> She's like doing the math really quick. <laughs> well, what would I say about something ancient? What would you say? <laughs> ancient. That's awesome. Don't tell Grandpa that. <laughs> Do you have anything, Ryan, you wanted to add, or? Um. Or are you just looking at your magazine? Well, yeah. Um. I w I was looking at the e-ticket magazine, and then also Three Years in Wonderland, and um, Arrow. The Arrow Development Company was the one that was worked on the Mr. Toad cars. Oh, cool. Did yeah. they do the Manhorn too? Yeah. Is that the same, or is that a different company? <sighs> I don't know if it was Arrow Development along with along with. Bob Gurr working with them to do the Matterhorn because this Three Years in Wonderland just covers the opening. Oh, um, gotcha, gotcha. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, we can ask this summer. There you go. Because Bob Gurr, Bob will know. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> he will know. So, then the original Autopia cars were, of course, Bob Gurr designs. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure the bobsleds uh, were his too. Yes, yes. And I remember on our, our first episode, we did mention, I thought it was Aerodynamic that worked with them, but um, the bobsleds were originally just single cars. Yes. And that was the reason that we got the jostling because of the friction the two had between each other. Mm, yes. And that still, to this day, remains a very rough ride. <laughs> yes, it does. Enjoy the ride, girls and boys. Enjoy the ride. But I love it. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> It's like the awesomeness of being beaten up by a Ma uh, Matterhorn bobsled. Well, that's about all I've got for now. Fiona, is there anything else that you're looking forward to when you get to meet Bob Gurr? Any questions you want to ask him? Oh, yeah. Boy, I think I'll, I might want to learn more about him when we talk when we, when we talk to him. Oh, yeah. Do you got some questions ready for him? I think. You think? Yeah. Cool. 
it's just it's just new. He's kind but, of a new -y. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you're gonna have to write down those questions, aren't you? So we can yeah. talk them out. We don't remember, no secrets. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta flush out those questions before we see Bob Gurr. All right, sound like a deal? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I think we're good with Bob Gurr. All right. And now we're heading over to Area 71. to finish out our episode Fiona really 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 wants to talk about the new fireworks show at the Magic Kingdom in Florida the happily ever after show like our fifth and last installment of our oh that's right girls and boys end of december beginning of january trip that we took i, I guess i guess that means happily ever after is away you you should end the day at, at disney world it is definitely a way you should end your day at disney world absolutely well, we, we saw he's granting some future wishes yeah <laughs> so this is the new show that took well, over technically Oh, as you were saying. Oh, okay, so this is the new show that they came out with that replaced what, Fiona? Wishes. And there is a lot of controversy behind that one because everybody really loved Wishes. And it played for, what, 15 years? I guess, yeah. I, I, remember, I remember it. I remember hearing it since I was like a toddler. Yeah, I mean, it's the only uh, fireworks show that I had really ever seen at the Magic Kingdom since we started going and you were pretty small, so around 2000 I like, I guess it should probably take a break. Yeah, so it was around 2004, 2005. Which I know, it can be sad. Yeah. Which it, which it makes sense, because it wishes debuted on October 9th, 2003. Okay, yeah, so I bet it was 2004. Well, well, I know when they call it wishes, I mean, I think it means like, grant, grant your dreams uh -huh. and 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 e and don't let the negative stop you. Right, right. Do you remember the first time we saw it? Well, one, well I shouldn't say one, one of the first times we saw it that you probably would have remembered. It felt like... You were probably, you would have been six. Oh, so 2008-ish. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Almost six, actually. So we were, we were having uh, dinner at the Crystal Palace. Yeah. Yeah, and that was where they had the Winnie the Pooh and Friends. Oh yeah. Meet and oh. greet. And we happened to have a late reservation there and we would we stood on the front porch area and we could yeah. watch the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. She was having a really good night that night. That's probably one of uh, your best nights ever. Um, you're giving me a a, a brain stop right there. <laughs> Let me say, if you're going to replace Wishes, holy mackerel, this is awesome. 
<laughs> I love this show. Yeah, like, no, I can't say it. <laughs> so, um, this, remember we talked about, um, probably a couple episodes ago, we talked about the Magic Kingdom and how they had that new show that they just um, did on the castle, the projection on the castle with uh, Mrs. Potts and Chip. It was, was it, what, do you remember what it was called? Oh, uh, I think Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time, yeah. And it was really great, like really well done, really well graphics incorporated into the castle beautifully. So it was taking that to the nth degree. I mean, it just went, oh, there's no <laughs> way to describe it. So, I mean, what they've done is, is they don't look at the castle anymore as like a limitation of their graphics where they just kind of like throw things on it. They look at it as an extension of the show. So it, was, it wasn't just an overlay, it enhanced and added layers and depth to the castle, making enhancing it. So it was great. And when they were fireworks, they were also an extension of the castle. And almost, I don't even know how they did this. But on one part, they have um, a single firework that comes up from the right, going towards the castle. And this is the scene where you see Tiana at the bottom, kind of in a vignette, in one of, uh, kind of they've turned into a, an opening in the castle that fits with the architecture. And it, all the background is the night sky, and this firework comes over, and like the star that she's looking on in the movie oh. just appears. Oh, it felt like a replacement for Wishbone Star. Yeah. <laughs> well, it isn't there a movie about wishing a song, wishing on a star? Absolutely, you love that movie. <laughs> and you, you see Princess the Princess and the Frog. Well, this is the Princess and the Frog one, yeah, with Tiana. But you love Pinocchio. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just beautiful how the star appears from the firework. I mean, truly just combine those two, three-dimensional and two-dimensional into, into one. It was amazing. I loved it. They, and that's where they start off. They start off with Tiana and fireworks to the castle star. And then um, there's, do you remember what song it was from Tiana? Oh, the one I played in the beginning. Uh-huh. Do you remember that one? Yes. Okay, so the song that they open up the show with, it well, they have a special have, Happily Ever After song that they create. And they actually open this, the whole fireworks show up with, and they all lived happily ever after, which I thought was fascinating to start a show like that. And then so they have that song, and then they break into the, um, I, from the movie, it's called Down in New Orleans. So it's the opening song where she's wishing on a on a star, and uh, so that's kind of the intro. And what's interesting is they run the one song from that show, and then they phase into like Little Mermaid and Ratatouille and Tangled and Hunchback, and they kind of run a lot of the songs like right into each other. Um, however, they work that musically, which is is fascinating to me. So you would see them, so they run the music and then like Ratatouille would show up in the middle of the song and everyone would go, Woo, Ratatouille! <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. It is, because you, you think of, so the song isn't just connected to one movie anymore. They show you how they all the movies inter, interlace 
together and they have well, similar themes. Well, would film feel, feel like it, it, it would like me to move a crossover. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So you would see Tiana wishing on a star, but then you'd see Ratatouille overlooking the city of France, the Paris. So they kind of, they did that with the Tiana song, and then they kick it up a notch by, by bringing in Merida uh, and Chase the Wind, which I, I really like this scene, because Merida's fun. Merida's a really fun character. Yes, she is. And yeah, so you see Besides her- Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And what's cool is you still see the structure of the castle, but it kind of looks like ruins, which would be appropriate to the movie. And then you see all the green forest in all the the um, alcove. What do you type like Bugs Life? Oh yeah, well yeah, Bugs Life came after Merida, so you see one forest go into another forest. But in Merida, at the very end, she's riding her horse and then shoots an arrow, and you see the arrow extends as a firework out, which is really cool, too. Oh, yeah. I love that part. And then we have, like, a lot, a lot of Pixar popping up here. Well, we're getting, we're, we're getting, some, we're getting some CGI to mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of, like, almost looks, because, you know, this scene kind of ends with Moana and her song, and it's... It's like they use the castle as like windows into all these different worlds and you open up with the Scottish castle ruins and then you end with the island um, hutches. Like thatched roof it, roofs? Yeah, they thatched okay. roofs from the islands. Mm. So it's really cool. <laughs> was there any, any jumping jumping up and down moments for me? I bet there was. What's your, which, what was your favorite part? Boy, I just... They, they just, I just seem to like it all. I know. It was nonstop. It, they were just like one after another after another, just like throwing them at you. Like, since I'm getting interested in characters now. Yeah. So then after that, we kind of have a, a fun part where you see like they have Toy Story. Oh, yeah. They're like, we're doing some pup, like toy, stacking toys and puzzle actions uh-huh. all over the place. Yeah. So yeah, they'd stack up the toys from Toy Story and then they would yeah. fall down and then they would build up again as a scene from Jungle Book. Yeah. Different movie. Mm-hmm. And then what came uh, rolling across? Oh, oh, the... Donut. Donut. Do- oh, donuts. Oh, Zootopia. <laughs> Zootopia moment. donut that's um, rolling across. Okay, yeah, there was like uh, Rick It Ralph, mm-hmm. Big Hero 6, oh, Inside Out, yeah. All the balls came toppling down, or the, um, oh, what is it called? The memory. Memory orbs. Yeah, the memory orbs came tumbling down. It was just really, really well thought out. And then um, it breaks in. So then you have like the real fun scene, and then you have to have the love scene. Well, we all know what what's the most what's the most lovable film about true love. Which one? Which one's that? Oh, <laughs> Frozen. Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel, Fiona? <laughs> Not too bad. Not too bad. Yes, yeah, so and then it's they just, it's just it's just a bit of a craze with my students. Oh, at, now or before when it first came out? Well, it's sometimes now, but earlier too. Really? That's funny. Yeah, but Frozen at least well, it was at least it was the fun song. Love is an open door. Yeah. That one's fun. I like that song. So yeah, so then you know goes into and then we end with um Oh, I think one of the most beautiful scenes they've ever done, a movie, The Tangled, Now I See the Light, and now I see the light. (laughs) At at last, 
<laughs> at last I see the light. Oh, at last! And at last I see the light. Yeah. Our dad, our dad just. Yeah, our fire is just. He sometimes like to turn the songs into popish. Popish. Like he's trying to, like he's trying to sing, he's trying to sing like a woman. Who does that? Dad. Dad. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and um, yeah, no, I think that's one of the most beautiful scene with the lanterns floating. I love that. Okay, yeah. So we have that beautiful scene that happens um, with Tangled. And then what do we have to have next, Fiona? Oh, oh, oh the climax. Yeah. <laughs> She's because, learning all her literary terms. Like we said with wishes, we need to put some negative. Yep. So what's the climax? It's the, okay. we got the we villains. Got, okay, there was a uh, Mulan. Incredible. Oh, in Incredibles. Syndrome. Ursula. <laughs> Lion King. Um, oh, oh, Aladdin. Snake, Jafar Snake, Sleep, the Maleficent, Sleeping Beauty. Oh yeah, the, see me, the Maleficent is, that has to be like the best villain scene in the Yeah. Movie. That whole scene where the thorns go up in flames and the dragon sling, oh, that's, that's like poignant. That's like it, man. But then guess what happens? <laughs> oh, like, oh wait, well, sometimes we need it for a live action also. With pirates. The pirates! <laughs> so you have this. So, once again, just like Fantasmic, you have all this animation, all this animation, and then we get pirates. You're like, really? All right. I, it's just like, it's just like Internet National. Yeah, that was the only scene that I was like, you know what? We probably could have left that out. I think I was out. thinking about a little Arthur tribute. That's so weird that they put that in there. It is. It didn't, like, there's no water, you know, there's no pirate ships. I'm like, really? All right. Well, it's sort of like well, they did that to Fanta the second, Phantasmic 2.0, the new the new version that came out last summer where they put pirates in. Like, everything's animated, and then they just squeeze in pirates, which is kind of odd. But that just kind of seems to be, you know, those. that's a very popular franchise, so Disney's just trying to squeeze in pirates where they can. What did you think about it, Fiona? The pirates coming in. You, well, I, I don't really mind having, like, live action being thrown in the modern days of uh -huh. events. You don't mind, you don't mind the, mo the, the live action going in? Well, no, but I know. Well, like, I was crying for a bit. Like, you may, you may miss some old animation to it. Yes, that's very true. So, after we have villains, we have to have... Heroes. Heroes. Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. For, for manly ones. For manly ones. Hercules, <laughs> Aladdin, and we get... Uh, there, what's that? Oh, we went through Tarzan and Mulan. Oh yeah, Tarzan also. So maybe so then, not so manly, Mulan. Well, yeah, Mulan. <laughs> and Moana. Moana. And, and then Snow White. So? Out of the blue. And then we land up with, at the very end? Oh. Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your handwriting is so cursive. That's right, it is so cursive. <laughs> Too bad they don't teach cursive anymore. So that was cool. So they yeah. land up, they, they throw um, Snow yeah. White in there, which I think is very sweet. Come. Where, you know, it's where it all began. And then yeah. Frozen. And then what was really cool is the and whole- And then we end up with the film that took Dover. 
took over. Which one was the, that? The studio. Frozen. Oh, Frozen. <laughs> yeah. The last, the last princess movie. And then... Uh, what happens yeah. in the castle? Oh yeah, there's a, it gets into a huge stained glass window of all the title characters. Yeah, so they turn the whole castle um, in in a nod to Beauty and the Beast. Everything turns into a stained glass window. Yeah. Even the side little turrets off that they yeah. built on the left and the right. Yeah, have I know they ones. had um, uh, Aurora, mm-hmm. Peter, Peter Pan, mm-hmm. Snow White. Pinocchio, Luana, mm-hmm. no, oh, oh, Alice. Yeah, yeah, we got Alice in there, which is cool. Yeah, you don't see a lot of mm-hmm. Alice in these shows. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Think, think Belle. Oh, yeah, you said it was a tribute to Beauty and the Beast, and I was thinking of Belle being on there. Yeah. And then what's really sweet is they break, um, it goes into You Can Fly, and who comes out? Oh. Well, Tinkerbell. It's not a fireworks show unless you got Tinkerbell. So Tinkerbell comes out and that's kind of the ending. And then we have a recap of the Happily Ever After song. Yeah, who needs wishes? (laughs) So it's it's really a well thought out. It's a great show. Truly um, entertaining. And... uh, I know there was some of the members of my family were a little bit hesitant of staying because it gets late and then you have to fight crowds. And but after like our mouths were pretty much agape the entire time, and then at the end they're like, "Wow, thanks, Fiona!" <laughs> In all sincerity for wanting to see this because this was actually really, really good. Thanks for Fiona for fin- finally sharing something. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all to stay, huh? And we all saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loved it. Even though I did. Yeah, but it was too late to do anything else. Well, it was late. We were tired. It's done. Yeah. I, I think I was all like, I think I did completely mostly what I wanted. Mostly what you wanted? You're good? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yep. So then we got back on our boat and went back to the Wilderness Lodge. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'll tell you, at the end of the night, if you're staying in one of those um, hotels that boats over to the Magic Kingdom, so the um, the Contemporary, the Polynesian, the Grand Floridian, and the Wilderness Lodge, and I don't, I think the, I think the, I think you can, you can also go over to the um, Fort Wilderness, the cabin area. You can. I mean. I, yeah, I mean, that is just wonderful. Just walking out of the super crowded area straight to your boats with no problem. You'll you'll get on that boat and home you go. It is so, so nice, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you take a look at that ferry boat, you take a look at that monorail over to the um, parking lot, you're like, yay, <laughs> we won. There you go. Like, I'm all like, Tinkerbell, I guess it's okay to throw in more, more human characters. Is it okay? Yeah. They got Pinocchio in there, though, at the very, oh. very end. Yeah. Yeah. Nod. A nod to Pinocchio analysis. <laughs> what did you, what do you think, if you were, what would you look forward to seeing again about it? Again? Yeah. If you went back to see Happily Ever After again, what would you look forward forward to most well maybe maybe the maybe the i could choose the puzzle stacking 
sequence. Oh, they have a puzzle stacking sequence? What was that about? The, oh, the toy, the toy, like the Toy Story area. Wait, uh, I meant... The Toy Story area. Oh, and it looked like a puzzle stacking sequence, huh? Oh, well, building. I meant building. Okay. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. What song was playing? Was that, um, what song did they do for the Toy Story? It's like a mel melody, whatever that, how you pronounce the word, music. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, where were you at when you saw it? Were you guys in the hub? The hub? Yeah, like the main circle area in front of the castle, or were you on yeah. main? Yeah. Okay, you were, you were there? Okay, you are in the main circle area. Did you have, a, could you see everything? Yeah, I pretty much saw everything. How many times did you all watch it? Watch the show? Yeah. Once. <laughs> okay, you just got to see it one time? Mm-hmm. Cool. So you guys were there in the hub, and was it crowded? Just. I'm pretty sure. Did it feel crowded to you? Kind of, besides, well, like, besides my viewing point when we watch Mickey's most merriest celebration. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> With kids being sack up on their mommies. <laughs> now, did that happen during the fireworks show too? That I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Probably, but not in our viewpoint. Sometimes that's hard, like, when you're trying to watch the show and somebody puts the kids on the shoulders in front of you, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to watch the show when you miss the old one. Oh, yeah, that's very true, too. But it sounds like this is a really fun show to go watch. Yeah, but, yeah, the thing I was going to say, say, um, like, why you need Jiminy? Tinkerbell is better, but I thought that would be mean to me, right? Yes. Now, Fiona and I talked a little bit about how crowded it was. She said it was somewhat crowded. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, it was really cold at night still. And so we walked up about 15 minutes before the show, and it was really easy for us to get um, a space in the center circle area. Okay. So we just we just walked up, sat on the, sat in the well, stood in the circle area, and the court, oh, what is that? Winning, always winning. Oh, you said it, Ryan. The the hub. The hub. The hub yeah. yeah, in the in that center hub area. We were on the street in the center hub, and they've done such a lovely job with creating so such large areas for people to stand in. You know, they they put in that astroturf in at least four, maybe uh, probably about six different areas for people to stand in, which is wonderful because that takes a lot of people out of that center center hub it just opens up that whole area like all any place that you stand you pretty much have a, a good view of what's going on yeah they spent a while re re completely redoing and expanding that hub area and um a, a part of it was so that they could have um this kind of show and still have traffic flow like i think yeah. what i was mean like you're it feels like Disney nowadays is mostly in like the, the human characters on like Disney Channel and such, but still keeping the old animal characters who are ma the mascots. Really? Is that what you're seeing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. Well, anything else that we want to say about it? Go see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best fireworks show they've ever done. Yeah, I'm excited to I get think. to go see it sometime soon, hopefully in the near future. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I want to 
to thank you for joining us again for another episode of Diz Podopolis. And this is actually our one year anniversary. So yay! See you at Hilton Hills. Hilton Anaheim. Hilton Anaheim. Oh, yep. The next time you'll hear from us, we're hoping we can do um, a live podcast or a recorded podcast from inside the parks. We shall see how that works. When we're in Anaheim at the end of this month, beginning of July. That'll be fun, huh? Looking forward to it. Yeah. (laughs) After our anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see. You have four more days of school left, Fiona? Yeah. It's... It's a, it's a bit of a finale here. <laughs> it is. And only seven finals to go. And Ryan, you're already out, right, for summer? Well, the students are, but um, <laughs> I, I go clear through the end of June. <laughs> Boo! And you're doing summer school, right? Because it's fun. Yes. <laughs> I actually do really like summer school. <laughs> so all those students out there that have to go to summer school, the lucky ones get Cousin Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> So I want to say goodnight to uh, my mom and Aunt Lynette. I want to thank them for listening. And to any of our other listeners, thanks for listening. You can reach me at Tink Scout on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. And um, Ryan, why don't you, you want to just tell us how we can find you, Mr. Cousin Ryan? Well, um, I'll say goodnight to my aunt, and to mom, uh, thank you for listening. And thank you to all the other listeners that we have. I know we have a few out there. So thank you for listening. Um, you can reach me at ryanflint underscore edu at Twitter. Um, and then I think that's probably just the best way. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. All right, Fiona. Who got a haircut? Ooh, 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 ooh. Who got a haircut? Ooh, ooh. Who got a haircut? Cousin Ryan got a haircut. I got a haircut. <laughs> I got a haircut. Okay, okay, no. And you can reach Fiona at um, Fiona Artist or Artist Fiona on, um, I believe, on Instagram. Yeah. And on Twitter. Whatever you want to call me. And Toad Girl. You can also find her as Toad Girl. Uh, and, uh, or art, is it Artist Toad Girl? I thought there, you know, I also thought there was one name called Fiona Presents. Fiona Presents? Oh, I don't think we, did we do that? I don't think we did that yet. I think it's an early name. So if you want to um, get a hold of us. Oh, yeah, Fiona Toad Girl. I'm doing well tonight, aren't I? I'm winning, always winning. <laughs> Fiona Toad Girl on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, and uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at comments at dispodopolis.com. We'd love your questions or comments, and Fiona would love to hear from y'all. <laughs> if they're appropriate. If they're appropriate. jeez. Oh, Please, very appropriate. You know how I'm with of YouTube. Yes, keeping it very yes. appropriate. Well, I get, I even though I get sometimes sick at looking comments. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to remember, there's people trolling out there. <laughs> and they just kind of try to make people mad and upset. That's what they do. They sometimes try to be funny. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. And I want you guys to have a great evening and the great rest of your month. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now we leave you with a trip around the park and a kiss goodnight.
How long is this episode going to be? Uh, about an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it just feels like we should put this all in. Oh, <laughs> we should put all the awkward silence moments no, in. No, 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 that's those. <laughs> You're so funny, Fiona. Dispodopolis is a EFA Solutions production. All music and interviews remain the copyright of their respectful owners and are being used under the Creative Commons license law. All other content remains the copyright of EFA Solutions, LLC. This broadcast is not affiliated with Disney or any of the Disney properties, and the opinions expressed in this broadcast belong to the hosts and guests.